Hey folks, do you love gourmet coffee roasted on site for a reasonable price? Of course you do. The Roll Call Room Cafe imports coffee beans from around the world and roasts on site for the freshest coffee. Check them out at 17229 Wayside Drive, Dumfries, Virginia, 22026 or rollcallroomcafe.com to order coffee. The issues discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast do not reflect the opinions of any specific agency. Any characters discussed on this show may be fictional for comedic value unless you're a shitbag Steve. This podcast is rated explicit and listener discretion is advised. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bellow Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans 
do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. And welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast that pissed off shitbag Steve Commanders and cost my daddy his job and then pissed them off yet again with his number one book, Mental Health Barricade, on Amazon. And now your host, my Uncle Mike and best-selling author, my daddy. Fuck you, Commanders. Up your ass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Roll Call Room podcast. I am your host, Nick. Along me with me is my very, very special co-host. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Mike! How are you? I missed you. Boy, things have happened since the last episode. We were all worried about you. What's up? What's up? If yeah. you haven't heard, <laughs> such a dick. <laughs> right when we were going to record an episode the same day, Mike was on his scooter and he was driving down the road on his scooter, his DC scooter, with a beautiful penis helmet on and got into an accident on his motorcycle and we're so happy that he's okay because I'm running out of mics <laughs> yeah, somebody said uh, is this your way of uh, running for the hills <laughs> yeah it's, it's like it's a bad omen if you're if you're a co-host of this show and your name is Mike and, you, and your name is Mike uh, so we're breaking in John. John is on the show with us. John's a longtime friend of Mike and mine. More, uh, He's been friends with Mike longer, but I've known my uh, John for, I don't know, 50 years? Yeah, like quite a, quite a few years. Yeah. Uh, John just retired from the federal system. Won't say where, but uh, John just retired. We wanted to have him on, get his perspective from the federal side. Um, maybe the grass is greener on the federal side. I don't know. Um, you know, it seems like it's uh, it's it's a little bit more organized on that side, but we'll get into it. Uh, but Mike, uh, so happy that you're okay. Um, how you doing, buddy? How you feeling? Doing good. A little sore. A lot of a lot of bruises. A lot of black and blues. 
but I'm good. Thanks for everybody who <clears throat> shot me an email. Well, um, Mike, I have a surprise for you. Well, let me guess. We're going to play a game. <laughs> no. no. Uh, Mike, I have a surprise from you. As soon as I heard that you were involved in an accident, I immediately used the connections that we have with the popularity of this podcast, and I reached out to the CEO of Harley Davidson, and she wrote you an email. She said, Mike, I'm not sure when you purchased your bike, whether or not you knew, but both tires must remain on the road for the bike to. <laughs> I don't know who taught you or told you that the bike is supposed to be on its side, but that is incorrect. We hope you still ride Harley Davidson just upright. Love always the CEO of Harley Davidson. Yeah. Well, listen, I was upright until I got hit by a car. And uh, what are you eating? Money. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, I, I was upright until I got hit by uh, by a car. So uh, I'm not really going to. Do you remember anything? Um, yeah, I remember seeing her coming at me and I went, oh, shit. I think I sh- think I shit myself and um, I got hit. I've been there, bro. Yeah. Was that your dog? Yeah, of course, it's the dog. Great. That's real professional podcast we're running here. Yeah, you know it. I've been there, bro. I've been broadsided um, uh, a lot of times by a well, What was his name? Yeah. Yeah. Not going to say it. Okay. Not going to say it. So, hey, uh, John. Welcome, John. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> John. John's a very good friend of mine, one of my best friends. John is the reason why I I pursued my law enforcement career. That's that's for sure. Why not John, sanitation? Um, uh, you know, sanitation, job stinks, but don't bump. But uh yeah, John is um I know John over 20 years. Um I watched his kids grow up, he's watched my kids grow up. He's the reason why I went into uh law enforcement and uh, I can't thank him enough for that um he's gonna make me cry <laughs> but um a reference on your application oh, I, were you yep you called me up and you said hey can i put you down yeah yeah so and, and john he you know when i was in college he he hooked me up with a, a federal agency for um an internship and i can't be uh was that I mean, the that was the kitty porn task force right <laughs> yeah Yep. No. <laughs> so I can't be, uh, you know, I can't thank him enough. You know, I'm coming to my my retirement now, and and this bastard's already retired. So, uh, but no, it's been it's been fun. He John's my go to guy when I first no. got on the job. No, it's and, fun. Uh, you know, he told me, listen, you want to get your shield, go to the squad, keep going up there, go talk to the guys, do this, do that, and that's what I did, and I ended up in the squad. So I thank okay. John for that. Yep, and the calluses to thank him. Yeah, um, <laughs> never seen that much stretch marks on a mouth before. Yeah, uh, I, you know, you know, it's funny is when uh, when I became a cop here down here in in Virginia in um, the absolutely wonderful agency that I left. Fuck you. Um, the first thing that John uh, said about my badge was is that I had um, <laughs> fucking pirates. pirates. <laughs> and Mike had pilgrims, and at least my badge said U.S. on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we would send each other all these pictures of, of 
um, pirates and gay pirates and swords yeah. and oh, it was fucking hysterical. I don't even know why my my agency has a ship on. Like they're known for being a, a slave trade city. So why would you put a ship on your badge? That's just evil. Like always bothered me. I don't know. Funny but, shit. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Good time. Good time. So a lot has happened, Mike. The last episode we did was about the election and hadn't happened yet. It happened finally. And we're no closer now than ever to finding out who the next president is. Um, I know it's been called for uh, Sleepy Joe, um, but we still don't know. I mean, did you did you hear the audio of when uh, Carmela calls him? We uh, did it, Joe. We yeah. did it. You're uh, the next president. Yo, how drunk was she? Did you see the TikToks on that? Oh, hysterical. Yeah, Talking about TikToks, John, I've seen a pretty good uh, yeah, amount of TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get into that later on the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to pull up that freaking uh, <laughs> video. Uh, hold on. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Um, yeah, but yo, how drunk was she? It looks hysterical. We did it, we did it Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. <laughs> we did it, Mike. <laughs> we, did it. we have 100,000 listeners. We did it, Mike. Oh, We're going to be the next nothing. <laughs> Good Lord. But, you know, if everybody remembers back in Al Gore and Bush, they, uh, you know, Al Gore had put together his transition team and, and he was like ready to go. They had declared him the winner. And then 37 days later, it flipped and Bush took over. And if you remember, this is if, if you believe in conspiracy theories, here it is. If you remember who was on Bush's legal team, it was Kavanaugh. It was the the new justice, the female that just got confirmed and the chief justice who's in the Supreme Court. And then on top of that, Clarence Thomas. Biden was going after him, right? Or him up in his uh, confirmation hearings. So, like, he's been sitting, he's been a sleeper cell for 30 years. And, like, he just woke up. He's just like, what? He just became alert and aware, like RoboCop. Did you watch uh, the plot against the president, Amazon? No. Is it good? It's fucking real good. I mean, you know, all right. So I worked for the government and I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but that being said, Uh there's a lot to it. I mean, underneath the rug. Well, I got to tell you, I've never, ever been more ashamed of our democratic process than I have been in this election. Because John, what's the name of that? that? Was it on Amazon? It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. What's the well, name of the it? Other, the plot against the president. Mike, it's right next to My Little Pony episode three. Yeah. Three. yeah. Um, but I got to tell you, I this mail-in ballot shit, I'm not okay with that. Like, if you, if you could go to the supermarket, you can go and vote. Yeah. Plain and simple. There's one day for election day. That's it. It's not three weeks leading up to the election. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, and then, well, and then uh, we can count all these ballots that are after the fact, as long as they're postmarked. Come on, man. Fucking crazy, man. Like, I, I just, 
I don't know. I mean, my concern is, is that we're going to regress in the law enforcement field with the new administration. I'm a, I'm a new small business owner. The new administration is talking about a mandatory lockdown for four to six weeks. I, I'll be out of business. Like I can't shut my business down for four to six weeks. And then like that, that, that side is like, well, we're going to do relief packages. We're going to, I can't wait six months to get a check for my business. Like it, it, it doesn't work that way. You're going to um, have to go back to fucking prostitution. I'm already doing that. I'm already. During the last debate, if you heard him talk about um, when when Trump said, you know, how's your 401ks? And um, Biden bit back with, that's only for the rich people. Well, I can tell you, as a, as a public servant for 30 years in law enforcement, a federal employee for 21 I was able to put away into my thrift savings plan yeah. because because of the economy and because of what Trump did, I mm-hmm. built up a nice little nest egg so that I was able to retire and look at what I had on December 31st, even of last year, mm-hmm. what I had now took out the profit. So I still was at the same amount that I was, even with COVID going on and put it right back into the economy by starting my own business, mm-hmm. going to a Ford dealership. Buying a Ford F one fifty, paying for it, giving Ford that money, and putting it right back in. So whatever he did, he did right. Yes. Four hundred one ks aren't only for the rich. I'm just a schlep that worked thirty years, fucking rotating shifts, nights, weekends. Yeah. Box some money aside, and because of that, it wasn't only the. Did the rich make money? Absolutely. But did the average Joe make money? I did. And and and. Speaking from experience of opening up the Roll Call Room Cafe, we've been open for a month and I've hired three people now. Now you shut me down for four weeks. Yeah, three people are out of business. I, I gotta I gotta let them go because yeah. I can't afford to, to pay them while while we're on. But the other thing is I will be out of business. There will not be a roll call room cafe if I close down. So I will not close down. I tell you right now, I will not. You'll have to fucking put chains on my door because I, I just I, I can't. I can't afford. I got my whole retirement wrapped up in this. So when that's what concerns me about the new administration, they're not even in yet. And they're already talking about a mandatory um, shutdown. And it all boils down to this. Wash your fucking hands. You know, wear a fucking face mask. Don't have parties with 150 people, you know, like. If there's businesses that are not adhering to it, go after those businesses. The ones that are doing it right, leave them the fuck alone. Well, I mean, I look, look at look at Thanksgiving. You can't have more than 10 people at your house for Thanksgiving. Well, fucking Nancy Pelosi can. No, well, she listen, I'm so, so I'm forced not to have Thanksgiving this year. So I'm not having Thanksgiving. I'm having a funeral for a turkey that is killed. So I'm going to I'm allowed more than 10 people. So whoever wants to come over, let's come over. <laughs> um. So, uh, such a giggity, giggity, giggity. Just makes me giddy. I have to tell you know this. This is a funny one. Uh, so I'm doing this food drive for Thanksgiving at my cafe, and this person dropped off four turkeys, and it says on there, "Young turkeys." What's up with that? Why would you put that on there? Like, I don't want to know that they were young. But you killed them. What's next? Premature turkeys? 
Just be careful if you buy a turkey for more than 12 people. The government knows they're coming up. <laughs> they're coming right for you. Yeah. That's a trick. Yeah. Um, but while uh, – so we don't know what's going on with the election. I, I mean, I don't know. There's smarter people than me that will figure it out. But um, everybody knows this uh, Portland city commissioner. If you don't know who she is, her name is Joanne Hardesty. Uh, she was the one that was making a whole bunch of noise about uh, demanding $18 million in budget cuts from the Portland Police Department. She wanted to take over as the uh, commissioner of, of the Portland Police Department. Um, if you don't know who she is, um, I'll just compare her. Like She looks like the character on Monsters, Inc., the bad guy, like the, ta- the, the skinny, slinky uh, bad guy monster. That's what she looks like. So Right, and then some other times she looks like the predator that all cracked out. With yeah, that, she, with that hair, he's looking rough, dude. Yeah. Um. So, the so she calls nine. So one of her things was about cutting eighteen million dollars. Is she said that most of the time police don't do anything, and nine one one calls are pretty much bullshit. So this, so this bitch fucking calls nine one one on her Lyft driver, and it was an argument argument about opening her windows. She wanted to open her, like she wanted to open her windows and Lyft driver was like, no. So she called 911. I'd have loved to have been the Portland cop that responded to that. It's all, it's all just to get publicity and, and we got a lot of Portland fans and, um, I feel really, really bad for them because, um, now Oregon also decriminalized hard narcotics. Um, uh, with the last election, they voted that uh, they're going to decriminalize crack cocaine and and heroin, heroin, and and all these other drugs. And you have a choice between a hundred dollar fine or uh, going at um, drug treatment, drug treatment, which they're paying for with the taxation of marijuana. So uh, this country's running great, man. It's going in the right direction. <laughs> it's, it's, we're doing good. Never, you know, John, you know, 25 years ago or how long, how long ago did you get into law enforcement? 25 years, 30 years. years. Okay. So 30 years ago when you were a little pup and you were going through training and if they would have told you 30 years ago that a state would uh, decriminalize crack cocaine, what would you have thought? Oh, you're out of your mind. There's no way. It's insane. It's insane what's going on in this country right now. It really, really is. I mean, and that's probably one of the reasons I retired. I just, you can see the right after 30 years, you see the writing on the wall and you're like, you know what? This is a young man's game, number one. But more importantly, it's just not worth it anymore. No, no, it's not. And that's sad. It it really, it, if it isn't the politicians, it's internally. Absolutely. the lead, the lack of leadership, um, especially now, and, and and you know, fans that that get tired of me saying it, it's because we have promoted command staff through peacetime, and now we're in wartime. Yep, and we're, and we're they're exposed. So I, when, I'll tell you this: I did I did two years on the state side, seven years on the city side, and twenty one years on the federal side, and leadership. Sucked in all three. <laughs> and, and in our agency, federally, we just call them zip code changers. So it wasn't that you were a good leader. It was willing that you were willing to move. So as long as you change your zip code, 
you can go right up this food chain. Mm. You could be a special agent in charge of an entire field division because you decided to move five times. Mm. That's the only reason you, not because you were good at it, because you decided you wanted to move five times. Company man. Zip code, you were good to go. Yeah. If you were willing to relocate, you climb the ranks faster. Yep. That's unbelievable. Your your good agents, your street agents, the guys that had 20, 25 years on the job, were the guys that never moved. And they would have been great leaders, but they didn't want to change their zip code. But then, but then that also works on the local side is, is you have some great beat cops, knuckle draggers that are, that have been cops for 25 years that are leaving in record numbers. Like, yeah, civilians have no fucking idea. Mike, you see this. I mean, you know, I was working a detail with a guy one time and he was giving him a hard time. The, the, The captain was giving him a hard time and he goes, oh, buddy, we went to the academy together. Well, the only difference between you and I is you had three lucky Saturdays. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or you were incredible at sucking a golf ball through a garden hose yep. and the garden hose was your chief. Yep. And, and it sucks is that, that, you know, there's good guys, there's good cops, there's good special agents. I like John, you know, like, like, you know, I, John and I talk all the time, you know, and I know his specialty and I know what he does and he's damn good at what he does. I mean, he's been on a lot of incidents where, you know, he solved this shit. And, and, you know, it's and now 30 years of knowledge is is gone. You know, like you, yeah. you got to take somebody who has that knowledge and 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 make them an FTO, make them make them. You know, I, I know John did a lot of um, um, teaching as well because he, he loves to, to teach. Now you're taking all that knowledge away that he has and, and giving it to the young guys. They're never, never going to get any type of knowledge that John and experience that John has. But the right. agency doesn't care no. whether it's city, state, or federal. Yeah, and then that's that's you know, bullshit. And that's bullshit. Time the papers and nobody calls calling from headquarters going, oh, shit, what are we going to do? John's leaving. Mm-hmm. You're easily replaced. You're replaced. Easy, easy, easily replaced. And right. But how much, how much money? How much money has the government they paid? They don't care for training and for. No, they don't. For, and then that, that's I bullshit. I, I, that is bullshit. I could tell you, my agency has moved people who've had cases against them. Moved the money spent on moving them, giving them incentives to move to certain places just to get rid of them. Yeah. See, that's uh, that's that's where I feel is is bullshit. I mean. You know, you're forcing these guys with 20 you know, in the city. You know, I, I and I don't think I'm, I'm I still don't consider myself senior. I got, you know, 20 years in the job. I'm not. I am senior, but I don't know shit. Senior but, on the asphalt. That's right. But you, you're taking knowledge and shit that I could teach or John can teach. Um, you know, shit that we learned. You know, we're retiring off the job. You know, it's shit that we can give the knowledge to these people about riding motorcycles. Thanks, Dick. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, that that slipped. Um, giggity, giggity, giggity. You know but but Mike, it's it's you know what? Same thing. We, we we'd say either you change the zip code or fuck up, move up. Right. You know it, it, that's yeah. the way you move up is you fuck up and they promote you. 
Yeah, exactly. Fucking up, and you'll get, keep getting promoted. Mm-hmm. Mike, you are you are senior. You're just senior silver centrum. <laughs> but here's the thing: is the civilians outside of the law enforcement community have no fucking clue the amount of taxpayer dollars that are wasted oh. training officers and training agents that leave. It's a revolving fucking door. And they also don't understand that it's babies training babies right now. Yep. You have field trainers that have two years on the job that are field training brand new people. You don't even know what the fuck you're doing at two years. You don't even know what the fuck you're doing at five years. And you have two year uh, veterans training brand new rookies. Right. And, and those the problem you have today is you're not a good cop if you don't, if you're not aggressive. You got to be aggressive. And that there, nobody's doing that though. And nobody's doing that right now because they're just too afraid to. And I'm not saying that you're breaking the law. You're just being aggressive and doing your job and solving crimes. For, the other thing you got to remember is crime is ugly. I don't care how you look at it. So is use of force. Violence is ugly. Yeah. But you know what? Shit's going to get ugly. And you know what? If you're doing your job and you're out there making arrests, you're pushing the envelope sometimes. Yep. Not doing anything wrong, but you're pushing the envelope to be aggressive because it's ugly. And nobody wants to do that anymore because you're going to get fucked for it. Uh, the only aggression that's going on right now is an aggression, aggression on a fucking a burrito bowl from Chipotle. Because nobody's fucking leaving their cruisers. Nobody's leaving parking lots. Well, I mean, in the city, body cams. All cops have body cams. And these guys are afraid. And I've said this before. They're afraid to put their hands on somebody. Because, you know, all these kids now, you know, there's no respect. You know, I was on a detail at, uh, you know, Trump Tower fucking uh, a week ago. And, you know, these kids on, on bicycles just come up. They give you the fingers. Fuck you. Fucking pigs, what? A, there's no respect anymore. Now, if I go there and I fucking stop them, it's a, what are you stopping me for? What are you harassing me for? You yeah. put cups on them, and then oh, you're violating, and then they fight, and then they're resisting. And what are you gonna do? You, oh, sir, please, no, put your hands behind your back, please. No, fuck that. You know, I'm I'm using enough force to control the situation, and that's that. And if the fucking CCRB or the civilian board thinks that fucking it's too much power, you know, not power, but too much force used. Well, then fuck you. I want to go home at night. I don't give a fuck. I want to go home in one piece. Well, they're firing before they're you know, cops afraid to do that. So you know what? You're going to get cops killed out there nowadays because a cop's going to second guess. Well, you know what? He's coming at me with a knife, but 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 we've been told not not to do anything, and you know, shoot him in the leg. And you know what? I, You're lucky I can hit the paper, let alone his leg. Right. So so here's the deal. Exactly. After 30 years, I worked for an agency that we went after violent, bad, bad people. So we trained a lot. And we did a lot of simunitions training. We did a lot of stuff out there. And we put ourselves through all different scenarios. And the bottom line is this. Somebody's coming at you and you've given them commands more than once. You, you 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 have that right if if you're under that situation remember it, it comes down to if you feared for your life what was your train of thought at that moment and now we've made cops afraid mm-hmm. pull that trigger if they need to and they're going to get hurt yep. you see it all the time now there was a video out um of a, of a female cop chasing a guy with a knife 
around the patrol car. She chased him around four times. She's running backwards. And I'm like, you know what? She could have gotten herself killed. Yep. Yep. Easily. Because all she needed to do was stumble backwards and fall. And he'd have been on top of her within a second. Yep. Absolutely. People don't understand the 21 foot rule. They don't, I mean, we are an agency that was trained two to the body, one to the head. And we still shoot that way. Not because we want to kill people, but because we're a, we are a violent crimes agency. If somebody's coming at you and you've taken two shots at them and they're still coming at you, that must mean they could be wearing body armor. Mm -hmm. We're trained after that second shot. The third shot is a headshot to stop the threat. We're not, we don't shoot to kill. We don't. It's shooting. Yes. If you obey command, I tell this, my daughters are white, as white as white can be. And I've told them, if you ever get pulled over, you will obey every single command that that police officer gives you, not only for your safety, but for his or her safety. Yep. Because they're just as likely to get hurt or injured if you do something stupid. And again, having pulled over cars for 30 years, an officer is trained to do certain things. And instinctively, if they see, if they give a command and that, and then a command is not obeyed and something different is done, that's been done before where a knife or a gun has been pulled out on them, they're going to react instinctively. So for your own safety, do what you're told. All right. We're going to, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more and, um, such a dick i'm sorry mike that's slipping all right ladies and gentlemen we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back that's what people say i go on too many dates Do you want to help the Roll Call Room podcast keep going? Of course you do. Join Patreon and pledge to the show each month. Tiers start at $5 and you can get some pretty cool shit with it, including swag and access to listen to episode clips early. So put that Starbucks coffee down and help my dad keep the show going. Don't be a fucking Steve. Go to RollCallRoom.com to pledge today. Do you ever feel... All right, all right, all right. Stop rubbing it up. You're going to get into an accident. Mike, watch out, Mike, watch out. Mike, watch out. Mike, Mike. You're such a dick. Hey, I'm, I'm alive. That's, that's all I care about, so. Welcome back. This is fucking great. You know, just in classic law enforcement form, you can never get into an accident. You can never do anything where you survive because when you come back, you're going to get fucked with real bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Mike. I remember one Mike. of my five cruiser accidents. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> a cap left on my fucking locker. I mean, just crazy, crazy shit. Uh, but we were listen. We were, I, I listen. I, I I think back. I was in a major motorcycle accident. I walked away with a, a little road rash on my elbow and a lot of pain. But I'm sitting here and listening to your bullshit. So hey. Well, what's funny is, is when I found out when your when your wife reached out, and I found out that you're in the hospital. I tried so fucking hard to get that doctor to write on your chart to cut your penis off. <laughs> he wouldn't fucking do and, it. And what? Put my toes on my on for my penis. Good for him. Good for him for sticking to his training and his experience. Um, Mike, you know what they call the worst, um, the lowest grade person in medical school? What doctor? And that was your doctor. No, so, so listen to this shit. So uh, I'm in. So my brother is uh, chief of a uh, fire department. So oh, I thought you were going to say an Indian chief. No, no, no. So, so does that so, You know, with COVID, they can't let anybody in. So my wife wasn't in, like, allowed in. My friend wasn't allowed in. Um, so my brother's in there. So my brother's sitting in the corner. The doctor comes in and he starts pulling my pants down. Like I'm in like a neck oh. brace. So he's pulling my pants down. And all of a sudden he like, he goes, um, yeah. well, who's this guy? So me just being in pain and not fucking thinking like to fuck around. I should have been like, I don't know. He's been sitting there since fucking I got there. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he, he's like. You know, my fucking ass is out. Like he's looking at, and he's asking me if there's like blood coming out of the head of my penis and and all this other shit. And I'm like, oh, well, not today. I mean, like, like how do you how do you answer those questions? Like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. Um, I had. Uh, I have an awesome. Uh, Awesome support staff and awesome family. Like that, bike. Um, total. I think the bike is totaled. No. Yeah. But, oh. So for legal reasons, I'm not really going to. Uh, yeah, I don't want you to divulge any. Uh, I can't really speak about it because I have some things in the works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think the bike is pretty much totaled. Um, she's at fault. Out. You know. Uh, yeah. She blew. A, she blew a stop sign and. Um, and just creamed me, so um, yeah. Well, we're just we're just so happy that you're that you're okay. Yeah, a bunch of people reached out. I really um, I really appreciate it. Much love, ladies and gentlemen. It is time now for us to do Mike's favorite in honor of him surviving. So we got John here, so we could we could John's have John. We can have a, a game with John. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to the Law Enforcement Family Feud. We surveyed a hundred people. Not really. And we have John versus Evil Knievel Mike. <laughs> John, welcome to the show. We're going to ask you a couple of questions. And you tell us, we surveyed 100 people, 100 people. You meet someone for the first time and they have a family member in law enforcement. 
What's the first thing that they say to you? We surveyed 100 people. Hey, do you know my buddy? Oh, that's a good one. That's number one. Number one. Mike? Meet somebody for the first time and they have a family member in law enforcement. What do they say to you? How many people did you shoot? How many people did you shoot? Number five. Number five. These are top five answers. A hundred people surveyed. Meet someone who has a family member in law enforcement. And the first thing they say to you is what, John? You carrying? <laughs> you carrying? Are you carrying? That is correct. God, you guys are on fucking fire. Mike, we surveyed 100 people. Two answers left on the board. You meet somebody for the first time and find out that they have a family member in law enforcement. I'm sorry. We're having technical difficulties on the show. Mike, we surveyed 100 people. What do they say? Um, do you have one? What the fuck? That's bullshit. And ask them. I, I want my turn. I have one. I have one on my turn. John, what do you say? <laughs> it's fucked up. Do you get out of a ticket? Do what? Do you get out of a ticket? Did you get out of a ticket? Is correct. Mike? Motherfucker. We surveyed 100 people. And they meet you for the first time, and they have a family member in law enforcement. What do they say to you, Mike? Do you have a card, or can I get a PBA card? No, Mike. No. What do you mean, no? Do you have a card, or you can get out of the ticket? John, you are correct. Do you have a card? How did you guess that? How did you guess that? (laughs) I call bullshit. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Mike, were you wearing a helmet when you got into the accident? I was, and my helmet was fucked up. (laughs) Mike, we surveyed 100 people. Son of a bitch. And asked them, you meet somebody for the first time, they have a family member in law enforcement. What do they say to you, Mike? Wait, I got to call timeout for a second. You said there were two more answers on the board, and we had fucking three more questions, three more answers. Mike, I don't know how hard you hit your head, but there's been four correct answers. One is empty. Five minus four. John, how is how much is four minus five? One. John, fantastic. John won this round. Thank you so much. It's fantastic, John. Don't know how you did it, John. I don't know how you did it. Well, that's why my badge has U.S. on it. (laughs) (laughs) I got a pilgrim. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the next question we have, we surveyed 100 people. 100 people. Mike, we asked 100 people, if you were in law enforcement, what would be the first thing that you do? What would be the first thing you do right out of the academy? Oh, um, be a detective. 
That is incorrect, Mike. Nobody wants to fucking be a detective. They want to do real police work. That's John, we surveyed 100 people and asked them, what would you do out of the police academy? Arrest someone. I don't know how he does it. Number one answer. Number one answer. That's why you're a defective, Mike. I don't understand the question. Mike, we asked 100 people, what would you do? Right out of the academy, if you were a police officer. Oh, Mike? see, I took I took the question was like what Mike? people ask you. I took the question wrong. My first answer. All right, so read the question again. <laughs> Mike, we surveyed a hundred people and we asked them, "What would you do if you were a police officer fresh out of the academy? Get in a car chase. Get in a, mo- a car chase. Get a motorcycle." With a motorcycle. I'm sorry, Mike. That is incorrect. That's bullshit. John, what do you say? Crash your cruiser. I don't know how he does it, John. Number two answer again. Again. Mike, back to you. We surveyed 100 people. Top four answers on the board. Top. I'm just getting it ready. Top four answers, John. Two minus four is what? Two. I don't know how he does it, ladies and gentlemen. Mike, we surveyed 100 people and we asked them, what would you do if you were a police officer fresh out of the academy? Getting a foot chase. Getting a foot chase. That is incorrect. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm so sorry. You're usually very good at this game. I don't. I think this accident has really fucked you up. John. Oh, God. We surveyed 100 people. Fucking game. And we asked them, what would you do if you became a police officer fresh out of the academy? Get into a foot pursuit. Tackle foot pursuit. Survey says, John, number three answer. Number three. He's such a dick. <laughs> Mike, it's back to you. I'm just I'm so glad that that John is my friend that I introduced you many years ago. And now both of you are turning on me. Remember that day like two years ago, like last week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Mike, we surveyed a hundred people and we asked them. What would you do if you became a police officer fresh out of the academy? Mike, what do you say? Make my own TikTok in uniform. You ready? Make my own TikTok. That's incorrect. I'm sorry. We have one answer on the board left. John, it's up to you. You're really carrying this game. Just like you're carrying this podcast. <laughs> we surveyed 100 people and asked them, if you became a police officer fresh out of the academy, what would you do? I'd leave roll call and play cops on the background music. I don't know how he, Jesus. Jimmy, Christmas. that's why he's a freaking fed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, John has taken the second round. The second round. This is incredible. This may be a sweep. 
All right, we're going to start the third round. Mike, we're really not expecting. Oh, we're going three rounds? Jesus Christ. We're going three rounds. Mike, we're not expecting a lot from you. We surveyed 100 people and we asked them, if you happen to get into a motorcycle accident in the last week, what would be the first thing that you would say after the accident? John, you go first this time. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? The first answer. John, I don't know how you do it. Mike, back to you. This has <sighs> answers on the board. One has been answered. John, one minus three is what? One minus three, two. Oh, my God. Just you're on a fucking roll. Mike. We you know, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm fucking laughing because it's exactly what I said after I got hit. What the fuck? That's why it was number one. Oh, it fucking hurts when I laugh. Stop. Mike says, what the fuck? <laughs> Mike, I don't know if you got a question, uh. but John already said <laughs> John, back to you. We uh, said 100 people. If you happen to get into a motorcycle accident in the last week, what would be the first thing that you would say? Oh, God, I'm fucking hurting. Have you seen my baseball? <laughs> Have you seen my baseball? Survey says number two. <laughs> Mike? Yes, uh, 100 people. If you got into a motorcycle accident within the last week, what would be the first thing that you would say? I want my mommy. I want my mommy. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was not the correct answer. John, one more answer on the board. We have three answers. Two have been already on the board. John, how many does that leave? Two. Uh, one, 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 one. one. So good. Uh John, we surveyed 100 people. We asked them, if you got into a motorcycle accident in the last week, what would be the first thing that you would say? In a crying voice, I want my mommy. Oh, Oh, my God. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. John has taken round three. You motherfuckers. You fucking guys suck. (laughs) Now we're going to take the fast money round. Fast money round. You guys suck. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're at the Fast Money Speed Round. I'm really sure if it's called that, but who gives a fuck? Mike, you are playing for a special charity called DummiesOnMotorcycles.org. DummiesOnMotorcycles.org. We're really depending on you to win this money, Mike. All right. Speed round. Can I just write a check? (laughs) Speed round. Mike, we surveyed 100 people. We're going to ask you these questions. Ready? No, but you're going to go in. Name a vegetable that's green. Peas. John already said that. What the fuck? Didn't even go. Name a vegetable that's green. Cucumber. Name something that you stick up your butt. A thermometer. John said that already. Next. Um, 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 a ball plug. Name your favorite actress. 
I don't know. I don't have a favorite actress. It's a female. Jenna Jameson. John said that already. Ten seconds. Christy Mack. It's your porn star. <laughs> Mike, what's in mac and cheese? What? Repeat the question. What's in mac and cheese? Cheese and macaroni. Next question. What is a raisin? A grape. And John already said that. <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> didn't even go yet, you motherfucker. Um, it's a, a grape. A a dried out grape. All right. That is the. All right. Such fucking bullshit. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. I don't even remember the questions that I asked. This is bullshit. All right, John. Bonus round. Name a vegetable that's green. Broccoli. Survey says 75 points. You only need 100. Only need 100. Fucking 75 points on the 75 one point. For green. John, name your favorite female actress. Nicole Kidman. Oh my God, 25 points. 25 points. Ladies and gentlemen, John has won it. John is playing for this special charity called MikeyCan'tRideAMotorcycle.org. MikeyCan'tRideAMotorcycle.org is a foundation that was started by this guy named Steve. And he has invented an inflatable motorcycle helmet. Just incredible. That's what I think about your fucking game. It's bullshit. (laughs) Mike's so pissed off that he is leaving the studio on his Harley Davidson. Mike, don't leave in anger. Mike. I'm putting on my training wheels and I'm leaving. Come back. Don't be like this. Mike. Jesus. Second accident. Mike, you did such a wonderful job. You really, you know, you really rocked that one. Like, I'm really impressed. Fuck you. You guys suck. I got a picture of Mike with his helmet on. (laughs) Oh, my God. Please send that to me so that I can put it as the picture for the. John, we got a lot of. We got a lot of young bucks that listen to the show all over the place. 47 countries, all 50 states. Uh, You know, what's a good piece of advice that you can give somebody that's new to the job. And when I say new to the job, less than five years on, what's a good, really good piece of advice that you can give them? You know what? I, I, sadly, that, that advice would have been different if I would have told you that a year ago than it would have been now because the job has just really changed so much. Last year, uh, my daughter graduated college and all of a sudden in the sports management, she was a hockey player and decides she wants to go out get in law enforcement. And actually wanted to join my agency. And I was, as much as I didn't want her doing it, Mm -hmm. I'm proud of the fact that, you know what, here's my kid that wants to do what I did. And I I really pushed her for it. And 
just last week I had the conversation with her going, just don't do it. It's it's just not worth it anymore. And and after 30 years of doing this job, I can't tell you how much that hurts me. Yeah. Was she crushed? Hmm? Was she crushed? Um, a little bit. I mean, she she really was. I mean, you know, we, we all know it's a dangerous job, but we all know that, you know what? I mean, anything you do is dangerous, right? And if you're good at what you do, you just you, you, you just hope that God's on your side and you, you can make it home at the end of the night. So, yeah, as dangerous as it was, I said, Rose, you know what? This could be really something good for you. You can really sink your teeth into it. We do a wide variety of stuff. You know, as a female, there's a bunch of stuff you can do. And I was really excited for her. And, and, and now now my advice is, Rose, uh, don't do it. it. It's just not worth it. it, it not in today's climate. And if something less changes, um, it, it, we, don't, we don't get the pay. And, and it's just a bad climate where you're second guest for everything you do. Yeah. Again, haven't been doing it for a while. You, you see stuff and you, you hear people say, well, why didn't you do this? I, I can tell you why. And, and again, you, you watch all these videos and stuff that you see out there and, and we see it differently than the general public sees it. And we're going, yeah, I, I probably would have done the same thing. Right. Or, or, or you know what? I probably would have done it sooner than he did. Yeah. Because... Could have got hurt. Yeah. How he did it, and the advice now is just—it's it, not worth it. And I and I and I hate to say that because, man, I, I knew I wanted to be a cop when I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went to John Jay College of Criminal Justice to get a degree in criminal justice because that's what I wanted to do. Um, and for me to now sit back 30 years later and go, "Don't do it," that's really not the advice I want to give somebody. It, it really isn't. Um, but, 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 you're not, but you're not alone, John. I mean, I get people that come into the cafe all the time that are that are thinking of getting into law enforcement. And I tell them, I'm like, you got to be really, really careful. You know, yeah. your loved ones don't need to worry about you not coming home anymore. They need to worry about you getting locked the fuck up for doing yeah. the right thing. Yeah. And that's scary. That's scary that they're locking up cops first before an investigation is even concluded. Yeah. And if you don't get supplemental um coverage for legal aid. Yeah. You are on this job, you need to fucking look into it because you're using only coverage. Policy. You what? I carried a million dollar policy. See, and that's where that's the direction that some of these jurisdictions are gonna go. Yeah. You, you have, have your own insurance. It's ridiculous. Yeah, indemnification is going out the window. Mm-hmm. And and so why would you even do the job? Uh, you know, and we to pay that. years ago we had that old saying, right? Better to be judged by twelve than carried by six. Nowadays, it, it's you're getting judged by twelve for for not even even hurting somebody. Sometimes it, it, it's just not worth it. It's not worth the pay to go. You know what? I have to deal with all this nonsense, and then the mental stuff that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, one one of the reasons I really retired is I really took it. Some of the stuff that's out there now and some of the stuff that's seen said about cops, I take that personal. Same. I take it very, very personal. And I just didn't want to deal with it anymore. I didn't want to deal with having to justify actions. I'll never – listen, every line of work has bad people in it. Everyone. When I was a local, we investigated judges for corruption, lawyers. You name the field – and they can be looked at for corruption, for doing bad shit. Are there bad cops? 
Absolutely. I've gotten pulled over by cops and gotten a ticket by a cop. So th there are bad cops. We all know it. John, I'm sorry. But, but, but the majority. Is that in Virginia? But, but the majority go out every day. They kiss their family goodbye. And they don't go, you know what? I think I want to fucking kill somebody today. Nobody leaves their house in the morning or night saying that. Yeah. They look to get home safe that night. Right. And then also, who's going to leave their house? Who's going to leave, you know, their family, their kids that we're supposed to protect by all means, our family? And who's going to go out and who's going to go protect someone else's family, someone else that they don't know? Someone else like, I don't know who I'm going to come and interact with. But you know what? I took the oath and I'm going to protect whoever that person is. I might not know you. I might not agree with your political stance or I don't agree with your views or values, but I'm going to protect you with my life. Yeah. I'm going to protect your life. I'm going to do whatever I can. Mike, Nick, how many calls, how many 911 dispatches did you get recalled to where you asked the question, um, what nationality is that person that I'm responding to? Yep. What color is that person? Or did you just say, respond then? You, you know, what's funny about that is, is one of the I, in my cafe, I have flags. I have all the military flags up. I got a thin blue line flag that's got the thin blue line, red red line, and green line all in the same flag. And before we opened, I posted the, the, the things. And there was one lady that lives in my community, go figure, that had heartburn about that flag. And the comment that I made to her is, is of all the gun-related homicides I've ever gone on, I've never seen a bullet determine race. Never seen it. Yep. It doesn't give a fuck what color you are. It doesn't give a fuck gay, straight. Doesn't ma doesn't matter. Gun violence just doesn't fucking matter. And for me, what what gets me is is the fact that we're in an era where I feel embarrassed to wear my law enforcement related yeah gear, my shirts outside in public. Yep. And I never thought that I'd be at that point where. I have to be careful about wearing a thin blue line shirt in public or, you know, like like I see behind you, somebody's wearing, you know, a, a, a detective uh, shirt. I never thought what we would be after 9-11 that it would be shameful as a law enforcement officer to turn around and not be able to wear that stuff in public. Right. Well, I mean, 9-11, 9-11, you know, 9-12, we were heroes. You Mike, know? Mike, six months ago. When the pandemic hit, we were thanked for our service. We were given free coffee yeah. for being out on the streets when nobody else was. Right. And now they're spitting in that same cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. In six months. It's, it's, it's something. It really is. My kids asked if I could. They, I, I was afraid. I bought a new truck and I got the thin blue line retired. Nope. I was afraid to put it on my truck. Because it I, can get vandalized. I wouldn't put it on there. I, I you listen, know. don't don't you know don't get us wrong. Like, not everybody. There's there's plenty of people out there that still appreciate us. There is, but there's that small group that just doesn't give a fuck. Not to, I'll tell you this, Mike. Small group that feed everybody else. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I'll tell you something. My, I have a renewed, renowned, or renewed perspective on the silent majority because the silent majority are my customers. I get people that come into this cafe that 
you know, I'm up at the front and they're like, you know, thank you so much for your service. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. And that renews my, my hope that there are people out there that actually do appreciate what we do because we hear all this negative shit. We see it on social media. We see it on the media in general because the media is no longer about truth. It's about, you know, it's about how to sell clickbait, how, how, when Joe Rogan talks about it all the time, which is, is if I can get you to click on something, it doesn't matter whether or not the title is, is right or wrong. I just need that stat for analytical purposes for me, for my sponsors. And we never had that problem with major networks because they had integrity and they don't anymore. It doesn't matter if it's CNN, if it's Fox, it doesn't matter. They got sponsors. They got to fucking sell airtime. So if a story about a cop, you know, putting his his knee on somebody's neck, you spin it where, where it's an excessive use of force and it's going to sell and I can get that going for, for 12 weeks. That's what I'm going to do. And fuck the officer, like the Brianna Taylor thing. They settled out with that girl. Uh, they gave, they gave her family 20 million bucks. The investigation wasn't even fucking over and good. The Sergeant now is fucking suing is suing the boyfriend. Well, he's not going to get anything unless he wants a fucking 40 ounce and, and, and fucking, you know, potato chips, but he's not going to get anything. He's not going to get anything from the town or the city that he worked for. It's just, it's think a, about think about when, when you wanted to be a cop, why you wanted to be a cop. It, was, a- it wasn't because I'm going to get a free cup of coffee. I'm going to be able to get out of a speeding ticket. Mm-hmm. It was because. Yeah, but you, but, but you know what, John, there, there's some people that take this job, you but know, my, every, know little, little people. No, no, not everybody's like that. But there are some people who are little fucking little bitches and fucking guys that got bullied in school and couldn't get phone numbers from girls in school because they were fucking jerk offs. They become cops. Now they get a gun and a shield and they think they're fucking high and mighty. But meanwhile, they're just pieces of shit and they dishonor the badge and 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 it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. You know, for, a, for listen, a 20 years, 20 years, I've never received any type of fucking free cup of coffee. I was I've been offered a free meal, I free whatever. I never accepted anything for free. I was, they they denied uh, taking my money. You know what? The meal was ten bucks. I'd put fifteen bucks in the tip jar and I'd walk out. And me. that's it. I take that shift. You know, I I'm, I don't I don't I didn't take this job. You know, to expect anything. I always take that. Shift. Um, but you know what? But there are people that fucking expect that free cup of Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Hey, let me go behind the counter and fucking make my own coffee and see if I can hit on the fucking girl. Or, or hey, you know, let me do this because I'm a cop. I'm a sergeant. You know, I, I fucking, you know, I'm the shit. But you know what? Fuck you. You're a piece of shit. You dishonored the badge. And that's it. Sorry. I, I ranted a little. Thing, the last thing that I took for free was a knock worse than my ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, Come to New York, pal. I'll give you something free. I'm still waiting for my. I'm still waiting for my free book. Oh, you didn't get it, John? You got my book that I sent you. Yeah, yeah, the signed copy you sent. Yeah, you. you got it. What'd you think? It was good, right? Yeah, no, it was perfect. I'm sorry, I sent it overnight. I didn't know it was going to come the same day. No, I didn't know that they did that. <sighs> Five minutes later, it was there. I don't know what the fuck happened. Like Amazon is on point. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. Yeah, everybody over there. You guys got your free book. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got it. Everybody got it. Awesome. Yo, listen. On a side note, side note. Hold on one second. Sorry. 
Mike, I almost got this thing fixed. <laughs> Yo, that's funny because my motorcycle sounded exactly like that. I know it did. Yo, on a side note, to get off a little, uh, to get off of topic, um, I spoke to my boy Drew. Midnight. Oh. Midnight yeah, Platoon. Midnight Platoon. Um, yo, everybody, check out his website. Mm-hmm. He's got some some shit that's coming out that's on fire. I mean, you see so, the new Vietnam. Uh, oh the- my god, he sent me oh, um leave. before that came out. Mm-hmm. He sent me pictures. I'm like, yo, that's dope. I'm like, yo, that's gonna be on fire. So, yo, check out his website. Um, I still think he's got the discount code with us, right? I will check and then I'll put it in the description. But midnightplatoon.com. Yeah. Oh man, he's he's got some great designs, awesome patches. He's got a great uh, 9/11 20 year um, 20 year um, patch. That's mm-hmm. that's that's awesome. He's got a lot of you know. Andrew's good, man. He's got a lot of good shit. I love you know. I love that guy. I know him 20 years. We, we know each other 20 years. He's got some good stuff. I gotta get some hoodies. It's winter season. Hoodies. Yeah. Are- and you know what? He's got he's got masks. So if you guys need masks, and also he's got a lot of new stuff coming up. So make sure you check out his website, man. He's he's his stuff is is on fire. And you know what? You know what he started doing? Making custom shirts. Yeah. So if you got a design or something, I need him up. One up for the cafe. We should That'd yeah be- we, yeah we should do something. Let, let's let's yeah. hook up with him. Yeah. But uh, he's got a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff and then a big a big shout out to cammy too because um she makes me giddy every time every time she sends me a She's uh, really worried about you don't yeah. forget about supremewhiskeystones.com that's also another uh absolutely awesome um uh did a really good coffee mug for us through etch etch glass he also sent over a glass that had 50 caliber bullet lodged in it for mike and i fantastic look really really good um, we also want you to check out this new charity that we're we're hoping that you donate to. It's called uh, SendMikeToDrivingSchool.com. Uh, uh, um, whatever. No, you want, no, 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 no. Pennies, nickels, dimes, whatever you can spare. SendMikeToDrivingSchool.com. Uh, this is a brand new 5013C. We really want to, you know, it's nonprofits uh, at the end of the year. We want you to uh, write it off as a tax write-off. No, 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 no. Um, really hoping that we can you know, really avoid things like this in the future. Um, oh, Nick, just so you know, my... Just Nick, so- are you okay? You all right, buddy? What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I listen. I guarantee you, this was this was how the nine one one call came in. Ready? Nine one one. Holy shit! I just watched this guy get fucking hit by a car. Holy shit! He was on a motorcycle. Holy fuck! He flipped like four fucking times. Holy titty fuck! Oh shit, he's fucking moving around. Oh shit. Hey, where's the bagel store? Let's go get some fucking pizza. So so I get hit and my friend is uh, behind me because I had she was following me to to <laughs> so she witnessed the whole thing, Ray Ray. And Oh my god. No, all I heard was when I'm fucking so I slid about twenty five feet into oncoming traffic. Thank God I didn't get hit by a car. Um I kick the bike. I get my leg from underneath the bike, and all I hear is "Mike, Mike, holy shit, what the fuck, Mike!" 
And I'm like, I'm trying to fucking like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I wish we were to recorded our conversation that I when I called you in the ER because I was like, hey, what's up, bro? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, so are we still recording tonight or, or <laughs> what? you gonna what time are you checking out of there? <laughs> like, I don't think I'm gonna make it tonight. So, all of you people that were pissed that we didn't release an episode last week, that's why. You could blame me. I fucked up. Him. I fucked up again. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> I'm running out of mics. <laughs> all right, folks. It's been a pleasure. John, thank you for coming on. We're definitely gonna have to have you on again. Thanks, brother. Really appreciate it. Um, thank you for your service. Um, and those of you that listen to him, really listen to what he has to say. It's a good job. Don't get us wrong. It's a good yeah. job. But you know what? In all honesty, if you're going to do this, it's still a noble profession. And there's no greater feeling after finishing a chef knowing that you did something good. Yeah. You know what? No, no, nothing feels better than either writing a wrong or just helping somebody out um, and doing the right thing. It's well, still a strip club after a long shift. Yeah. Ladies hey, and gentlemen, I just want, I, yeah, I just want to say, John, congratulations. And you, you know, you, um, you inspired me to be the detective <laughs> oh that I am today. So thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. Um, you know, oh one of my best friends. I love you, man. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, man, this guy is that part of both of you? Even though you had a fucking a, a ship and a fucking pirate, a pilgrim on your badges. Yeah. All right, Love ladies it. and gentlemen, take it easy. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Really good on that uh, that game show. Thanks for carrying it. You're such a dick, man. Like, oh my, really how do you how do you expect to fucking me answer the question and you buzz me? John didn't even answer, but he said the question. He said the answer already. You might have a concussion because he did not say the same answer as you. You sure you didn't get tested for dementia? Uh, dementia. <laughs> Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs>